Hello and welcome back to the Double Radio Gamescast. As always, I'm your host, Ryan. I'm joined today by my lovely cohort of co-hosts, Brett. Hello. Wyatt. Hello. And the Alex twins. Hello. <laughs> I can't even I tell which we is which. I was going to say hello, but then there was... Uh, Alex was chomping carrot. on a carrot. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> We're really bringing a good a energy today. <laughs> the carrot um, takes precedent over over everything else. Clearly, this is the post game awards podcast. You can catch our live reaction up. Uh, for most of us, we've got Brett here now to also give some takes. We've had a couple days. Uh, we're recording this on the Sunday after the game awards. We've had some time to settle in and think about our takes and and actually give some insightful commentary. Hopefully, um, <laughs> no promises. But <laughs> let's hop to it. Uh, first of all, I think I want to start out by saying, the, those of us who are watching it in our reaction, I think you can tell that we were pretty into it for most of the Game Awards. We were, like, in with what was going on. And I want to preempt why I'm starting with this, because the reaction to this Game Awards has been very different than I think we were expecting from the get-go afterwards. For sure. It's, yeah. it's but definitely, also like, not in a way that we, yeah, like, really disagree with, right? I think, I, I think, I think was... everyone, everyone in the, the, the stream... Uh, had a collective post-stream clarity. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. We were having a lot of fun watching it. it, which I think made for a good stream, but it also meant we were talking over a lot of stuff and didn't realize how much time was being spent on the non-award things compared to the awards. <laughs> yes. so I also we just, did, there I was a number you. of things I just totally missed because I was just goofing around. Absolutely, and that's the intent with those streams, but it did mean that, like, I think for us it didn't seem as egregious at the time when mm-hmm. it was because us, we were like, chatting about other. the cool reveals yeah. and stuff. And then we, were, but we did, I do know we commentated a bunch of times on like, they're really just running through four things at once. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I think we've all got our, our, our opinions have evolved a little bit and we're going to get into it as we're going through it. Uh, I'll be putting, pulling up footage from the Game Awards and going through uh, the actual awards. So let's get started with the actual awards part of the show. Um First one I want to start with, we're skipping the esports awards because none of us know anything about current esports. Uh, I do want to give out a shout out to the content creator awards, especially for, I don't know three of these people, but I do know Iron Mouse and, and uh, People Make Games, who are excellent creators. Um, Iron Mouse winning, very nice. Uh, People Make Games is the group that has done a bunch of really good sort of informative videos about things like Roblox and the predatory monetization that they have on children. So... Fun content creators, I just wanted to give them a quick shout out before we move on to our next category, which most anticipated, this is the start, I believe, of the actual rush of uh, awards, Um, Mm -hmm. which we have the actual stream up here. So, oh, I forgot they completely did this out of order. The website's not in the same order as the actual show. How perfect. Well, you gotta Uh, have people vote on best game of the year first, you know? Yeah, we're going to go in website order uh, and not actual order <laughs> that the show went in because this is the Ooh. order that seems better. Uh, most anticipated, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I don't think any of us have problems with this, though I do think for most of us this is probably Hades too. It is for me, but I also, yeah. like you said, I'm not upset that it's Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. That that tracks entirely. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of sense. surprised, honestly, just because in my circle I think it's Hades too by a long shot yeah i think a lot of that's probably i wonder how much of this is age metrics of the people on that panel being the group of people that would have nostalgia for final fantasy 7 not to say that's a bad thing but 
if they, that panel is listening the to people with nostalgia, they might skew the vote towards Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Well, yeah. Also, I think it's also telling of like it's it's probably some um, of the the like hype that everyone still had for Final Fantasy VII Remake because that was such a yes such a long in development uh, thing that I feel like a lot of that's kind of bleeding over into Rebirth as well. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's still kind of hard to believe it's real. The story, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think it's absolutely like, Star Wars Outlaw and Tekken 8 had no chance regardless. Like a dragon. Well, I was going to say, like you, put, niche, like, <laughs> you, you put both of those against the rest of the items there, and it's like, you guys couldn't have thought of anything better. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, this, this like, was not, the not saying that these games rebirth category. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like, not saying the other three games will be bad or don't deserve hype, but, like, I, I don't know. Like, compared to Final Fantasy VII and Hades II, like, the, those are games that are sequels to yeah. games that were like widely discussed when they came out uh and everything else is like oh some people like yakuza some people like star wars still for some reason and some people like I mean, fighting games so hades was hades was game of the year when it came yeah. out right so it you know it tracks <laughs> it's like yeah what you know it's not really a much of a comparison but mm-hmm. yeah all right uh moving on from most anticipated because those games haven't come out yet <laughs> We don't yep. know, have anything else to say about them. Uh, best adaptation. I think this was also one that no we, contest. Yeah, yeah. If it was gonna be either Super Mario movie or Last of Us, and I think Last of Us is the better pick for sure from those two. Oh, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen three of the things on here. Right. I've seen. I've seen the Last of Us. I saw the Super Mario Brothers movie, and I started Castlevania Nocturne, and uh, I have not finished it. <laughs> I really <laughs> liked the old Castlevania show. I haven't watched Nocturne yet, but. Yeah. Either way, I mean, like, Twisted Metal and Gran Turismo fill in space on this list. No offense to yeah. them, but... I mean, honestly, I, heard, I heard the Twisted Metal show wasn't that bad. I heard it was actually kind of okay. Well, it won't, it won't be the last time that Steve Mackey uh, takes up space. Don't worry. <laughs> Anthony Mackey. Yeah. Oh, at, yeah, sorry. That's the, the basis for a cult. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, <laughs> no, I, the basis for I, a band I like is the same last name. Isn't that one of the things we're going to be talking about with the um, the celebrity presence? Oh, yeah. We're going to get to <laughs> the celebrity stuff. We're going to save all that. Because, we'll hey, we're going to focus on the games and the awards first. Yeah. And then get through that. Yeah, and yes. then we'll talk about the we're new gonna stuff focus, and the other stuff. We're going to focus on the game awards section of the game award <laughs> the I smallest would... <laughs> part of it the fact that we're going to be talking about this for longer than the award speakers had cumulatively just on the uh going through the the awards themselves is probably going to be indicative of the problem this year um yeah, yeah, yeah. good adaptation glad it won moving on to uh best multiplayer this was another oh, yeah. stacked grouping to be honest i think all of mm-hmm. these are really good picks um Baldur's Gate 3 is just exceptional in every regard, and I think this is one of the weird games where, like, we complain a lot about games getting nominated and winning multiple categories, and I think that's a a very good complaint to have, but I also think in this case, like, it's... Baldur's Gate 3 would have had to not be nominated here to not win. It changes when it's a fantastic game that we all agree should have won. (laughs) Well, it's it's interesting, because I've seen some uh criticism either online or from people that i know that they're like well yeah Baldur's gate 3 incredible game really fun co-op does it really like get to be in the best multiplayer category i think that i would not have picked it for this category simply because like the like it is a fantastic game 
that has multiplayer, but it's not like the emphasis really on the multiplayer. Yeah, I'd say definitely yeah. more. Like, there's there's things like that, and also I feel like, it deserves it. Is it is it like, <laughs> what is it just me that feels like uh, Street Fighter Six is a weird point, pick for multiplayer? No, I so I think person, I think there's a couple person weird as here. opposed to more like party game esque. I think Street Fighter Six is weird. Because Street Fighter Six, like multiplayer, is such a. This is again back. We get to category problems, right? Of multiplayer is such a big a category classic. that it's really hard to call. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, what's what does the actual that even thing? Mean? So, what yeah. I would jump to is best like multiplayer interactions, right? And best things you can do with your friends, which to me eliminates Street Fighter Six and Wonder, just because they're not super interactive in that form. Um, as much as I love Diablo Four, I work on Diablo Four. I think it's very fair <laughs> that. Uh, it goes to one of the other games here just because of their social elements. Um, like, Party Animals was a fantastic time. I think Party Animals has really good social stuff. So I wouldn't have had a problem with Party Animals winning. But Party Animals is also a super low-budget game that breaks constantly. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think yeah, Baldur's I definitely Gate 3 thought is like this the was Between Baldur's simplest. Gate and Diablo 4, for sure. Yeah, I, it's just a hard category. Um, and absolutely no problem with Baldur's Gate 3 winning. So, okay, moving on to the the classical worst category in the show, uh, <laughs> and it was amazing. Us who know nothing about it. Uh, I didn't even realize some of these games came out this year. Well, th- like, okay. Well, the two sports the, games those the, always come out. <laughs> those always come out, but I I looked into it a little bit because I was like, oh yeah, that's right, that big Forza project that's like supposed to be what the franchise is for the next little bit because they're just going to be updating it forever. That never goes wrong. That did come out this year. Um, oh. It's sitting at mostly negative on Steam right now, and I don't think anybody oh. likes it. Reviews oh, haven't been very good, so I I don't. I, maybe the other games were just they, they have really been, underwhelming. They've been better on know. Xbox than they have on Steam, and I, I think a lot of that's then. Forza has always had weird PC issues. Is I play all the Forza games on PC, and they consistently have problems that are like. Oh, I'll launch the game and it will sit on the loading screen for like five minutes before indicating that it's okay. And you just don't know if there's a problem or not. Like weird stuff like that that continually happens. Um, which, yeah, maybe that should be docked against Forza for winning best sports racing. But at the it's same so time, weird. it's competition is EA Sports, which never wins this category. Um, none of Fair. us play sports games, so I don't even feel comfortable no. talking about it because I just don't play it. Uh, I, I will say this. Also, I want to point out one sports game. The rest are all racing. I, I guess you can include <laughs> racing as a sport, but this is just such a weird, wacky category in general. I also I will point, point out, uh, it has not great reviews on Steam, but if you look at reviews on other platforms and if you go to like aggregate sites and stuff like that, it's scoring much, much better. Yeah, I, I Steam reviews tend to be a lot... They're skewed in certain directions of like if a thing catches up somewhere and it, like what super commonly happens is um chinese reviews will get or chinese uh games will get review bond for like a bad translation or something and like weird stuff like that and i'm just like okay <laughs> there's a reason that i think user voting has a, its own set of issues i mean perfect example perfect recent example the finals came out and literally nothing about the movement was changed but it was getting a bunch of negative reviews on steam because people had apparently thought that the movement had been exactly down, like weird that wasn't stuff even like the that. case it's like and the developer was like stuff. increase your fov i, I don't know what to tell you <laughs> <laughs> i've yeah. played a number of the f1 games here and there i'm not a huge player um i haven't played f123 but like they're exactly what you expect they are so 
I don't usually see it winning. Yeah, I think they're good, but they're like they are what they are. Yeah, for sure. Um, Codemasters is a really experienced team, but I think the F1 games have a much narrower audience than the rest of these. Um, Hot Wheels Unleashed legitimately probably would have been my pick. I think Hot Wheels Unleashed is exceptionally yeah. good. Um, and the second one, which I haven't played, but if it's as good as the first one and just adds on more, which I've heard it is, I think it's probably a pretty clear-cut winner of this category for me. I don't know, because I'm not a huge motorsport person, and if I am, I play Gran Turismo and not Forza for the motorsport part. Um, crew Motorfest is a crew game, and the crew games are always a little bit hit and miss. Um, I think Motorfest is probably more hit than miss, because uh, I've got to try it now since I picked up Ubisoft Plus to try Avatar. I also tried Crew Motorfest. Pretty fun. It's it's a good time. It's better than Crew Two, I think, but not. You know, it's still not really competing with Forza, um, or even Hot Wheels. <laughs> it's still just such well. a weird category. <laughs> okay, best sim strategy. This is the other weird category pairing that happens every year um just because a lot of these games are very different it's odd to have a bunch of like combat focused games and then pikmin 4 and city sky yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also makes me wonder i feel like this category if you literally change nothing other than just the title and just call it best strategy category i think that would probably improve things to be perfectly honest because trying to make it yeah. more inclusive yeah. Just from the title alone, I feel like muddy the water so much. It just becomes yeah. confusing, especially when you have, like, I think City Skylines, I think if you changed it to strategy and had the same games here, it would make more sense. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it would exclude things like uh, Microsoft Flight Sim from being in the category, which is just such a weird throw-in. That shouldn't even, that shouldn't even be that, right? the same group anyway. Exactly, yeah. Like, yeah. How do you compare that to a City Builder or Advance Wars? Like, also, I, I find it hard to believe that you can't find enough strategy in sim games that come out in one year to make two separate categories. I don't know. I yeah. feel like that, I feel like you no, can yeah. make two. That reminds me, God, I wish we had enough puzzle games coming out each year for a puzzle game category. But I well, think they occasionally have a puzzle game category, but it depends well, on what that, comes out that year. Well, that's the other thing, is I feel like a ton of really good indie puzzle games come out every year, but Absolutely. because... They're so low profile, they're not going to show up in the Game Awards, which is its own discussion and, and issue. But there's, the there's so many like, categories that we have could two have. indie categories. We absolutely should have, I think, more categories that aren't like specifically indie, but lean into indie options. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. I, I think that's definitely something we didn't get a lot of representation well, also, in. Like, so many great indie games this year. So, so many. Uh, where's where's yeah. the indie horror category? Like, where's there's indie ways, horror? There's a million of those. Honestly, okay, I do have a real problem with this category, and it's that Shadow Gambit is not on this. So Shadow Gambit, I'm going to go on a tangent here for a second, is Me 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 no, Studios' <laughs> game. Me 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 also made Shadow Tactics, Desperados, a couple of other excellent stealth games. They're closing down because stealth games don't oh. sell a ton of money. They're real-time stealth. They, they're not like closing because of any bad blood. They're just like, hey, these games aren't making an, us enough to continue operating forever, so we're going to go out on a high note and not have like a disaster happen, which, you know, smart call. Um, but Shadow Gambit came out this year. It's excellent. It's the pirate strategy uh, RTS thing yeah. with like the... There's a character that has like a gigantic anchor. There's someone that has like a sword in their chest that she pulls out to teleport. Super cool game. Um, why is it not in this category? 
It really should be in the strategy category. It's a strategy game. Because uh, I think that probably is unilaterally... I mean, Pikmin 4 is really good, too. Um, but of the other games here, like, if you wanted a real competition, replace City Skylines 2 with Shadow Gambit. Because City Skylines 2 is broken. It's a, a broken game at release. Well, it's, it's, another, it. it's another example of... of... Um, I feel like the Game Awards and, and Jeff Keighley talking the good talk of like, oh, look at all these indie games that we introduced to the world. But when it comes to the actual awards, they they're not even don't there. even bother. <laughs> yes. And yeah. I think a lot of this just comes down to the way that the show is run and like the big juror panels they have that are made up of like tons of game critics. And the problem with it being tons of game critics is that even the best game critic doesn't play every game. You have different people for different games. And the prevailing opinions are going to be the things that get to the top, which is the game that the most people have played, right? It's going to be the AAA stuff that most people have played and not the little indie that, like, one person from one critic outlet is championing. Mm -hmm. um, which is, like, it, it kind of sucks. It's a, a weird thing here. I'm not going to hold a grudge over it because I understand that, like, producing a show There's like no this easy is very hard. solution. There's no easy solution. Yeah, like, I, I think the BAFTAs are a better place for that, right? Like, it's yeah. better to have those awards be in a very specific setting um for the hyper focus stuff but it is just weird it's it's odd that we have this issue every year with the game awards and they always pretend like we're this great champion of indies but they're really not <laughs> this is not what happened so happens. i mean i mean it's it's worth pointing out too i mean uh especially this year they were like oh yeah we like introduced no man's sky to everyone and it was this big deal um if you really look at the development of no man's sky that probably did more to harm its production exactly oh with the hype train, than anything yeah. else yeah yeah, because yeah, they, um, they picked the, the Sony picked them up and like a ton of crazy stuff happened. And yes, they're in a good spot now. We we like Hello Games here, but but there was a really long time when like whenever you talked about Hello Games and No Man's Sky, the reaction was just vile. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, okay, we didn't even talk about Pikmin Four winning. Pikmin Four, great game. I, I'm sure. Well, look at that dog. Look at that cute pick. little guy. He, look at he's a little dog. Uh, Company of Heroes is a bit of a mess at launch, I heard. Fire Emblem Engage is really good, but has a terrible story. And oh. It's just oh. The worst writing I think I've seen in a long time in a Fire Emblem game. It's really um, funny. <laughs> it's, it's funny bad. It is So it's fun to play because yeah. it's funny bad. But it is like, it's basically Disgaea tier, right? <laughs> Except without Disgaea. Oh. Um, yeah, Disgaea does it on purpose. Yeah. Disgaea is self-aware. Fire Emblem Engage is not. Uh, City Skyline 2 was a... a trash fire on launch it's getting better but it's not there yet so it being here is a little weird uh advance wars one plus two great game but listen, it's a remake listen listen advance wars two is a perfect video game okay that just that just is what it is um yeah it it is it is a remake and not like a and not like not a, like an re4 uh, remake remake it is a, no essentially no, a remaster. it is it is a it is an actual just like remaster and it's a great remaster and they did a great job does it does it deserve to be <laughs> I think it deserves to be here I don't think it deserves no. to win, which is what it what happened yeah. so I'm okay with it I think um, it it fell off the radar really quickly for me it did yeah because it had that really long launch period of like it was supposed to launch mm -hmm. and then Russia invaded Ukraine and so they oh, that, didn't launch yeah. it and then it came out like a year and a half later with no fanfare which I understand from Nintendo's perspective I I get it but definitely made for a tepid reception at launch i think i think it's um, i think it's definitely served its purpose though of giving advance wars fans literally anything just give us yeah something. and i mean the, the map creation <laughs> tool and all that other stuff the multiplayer is super cool better off than f-zero and yeah. the, the, the redone 
3D graphics and everything and the new like animation and stuff, great. We'll say F099 is pretty good. Uh, best family. This is another category that's just generally a bunch of Nintendo, Nintendo games. Nintendo always wins. A Nintendo it. category. We, got, we did get yeah. Disney and Sonic in here this year, although of course Super Mario Bros. Wonder is going to win, and I don't think anyone has a problem with that. There is less Nintendo in this category than there normally is. There's Absolutely. only only two. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think Super Mario Bros. Wonder is excellent, so I'm glad it won something because I don't think it had a chance at anything else. <laughs> But despite being one of the highest scoring games this year, I think yeah. absolutely this is where it needed to go and not anywhere else. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else to say about most of these games. Sonic going up against Nintendo again. Sonic chose to go directly against Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and I don't think that was a good idea. So, no. <laughs> How many times do I have to teach you this lesson, old man? Uh, best right. fighting game. Let me take it Something away again. we have some input on. Best fighting game, there was only one option for this. Mortal Kombat 1 deserves to get nominated, but not win, because it's a mess. Uh, it was a Never mess at launch. It's Rock. a little better. God of Rock's like pretty a cool. Perspective? Uh, I don't know. Did you see the Nintendo Switch port videos? They were Oh, well, the Switch port. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's bad. It's also, it's like, really it bad. has PC yeah. issues, too. It's, like, locked to 30 FPS in weird places and not... Um, 60. It's, uh, it's so wild. And multiplayer too, for it is weird too. The, the, I played Mortal Kombat 11 on multiple consoles, including Switch, and I was impressed at how well it ran on Switch. Yeah. So, like, clearly they know how to optimize a game for Switch. I also know that the last couple Mortal Kombat games have had some pretty aggressive microtransactions. Oh, the, yes, this, this one, one is Mortal absolutely one no exception. Beyond, uh, beyond anything previous. pretty bad. Um, Jesus Pocket Bravery is super cool. It's a fun indie fighting game, but it's it's certainly not going to punch up to the likes of Street Fighter VI. Uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl is Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. It's a good time if you like Nickelodeon games, but it's, you know, compare it to the competitive fighting games on this roster and you're going to have a rough time coming up with reasons that it should win over some of them. Uh, and Street Fighter VI is just a universal success. I think Street Fighter VI is the fighting game that has come out recently that has the least bad things about it, and that means it wins. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> if it was going up against Guilty Gear Strive, it might be a, a tighter fight, but Street Fighter VI is exceptional. It has a great single-player component, too, which is always a thing that fighting games tend to fall apart at. So, How long ago did Strive come out? Was that last year? Last year, yeah. Strive, Strive was up. I think Strive won last year. Um, I think it did win. There you go. So Strive got what it deserves, absolutely. But it, it, I would be curious to see how it fares against Street Fighter VI because I think they're both exceptionally good. Uh, all right, moving on. Best RPG? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> this was a one of the nominees. One of these games, or like, a few of these games are an RPG. Yeah, Several so of them are not. We know yeah. Baldur's Gate 3 won. <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, Lies of PC of Stars and Starfield. I think maybe Baldur's Gate and Sea of Stars should definitely be here. Starfield probably should be because it's enough of an RPG that I think it counts. Barely. Final Fantasy 16 is weird because it is an RPG, but it's more of an action game, and I would put it prefer it in the action category. Yeah. I think here. we were talking about this yesterday. The the RPG parts of Final Fantasy 16, and this is coming from someone who's really enjoying the game. They become a little superfluous after. They're there for flavor, right? They're there so you get <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah. aftertaste of RPG in your action game. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 
and Lies of P is the same. Like it's it's straight up I, a Souls like. So I I would have loved for Lies of P to win something because it's current my currently my obsession game, and like I've said before, and will constantly say again, it's the thing that got me to to enjoy Souls likes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he's admitting it now. Yeah. At this rate, we just need the Souls category because enough of them come out every year. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 It almost yeah. feels like they're putting a couple of these well, games that... in here because they don't fit. Well, that that that's what we have yeah. Iron Pineapple for in this YouTube channel. Yeah, I think Lizzie <laughs> should have gone in Best Action Adventure, but Best Action Adventure is an overloaded category that needs to be split into two already. Mm. So, yeah. but also Lizzie, just fantastic game. Yeah, he uh, did win a lot of be able to stand things. up to Baldur's Gate three though. Yes. And now next the category. I do want to quickly mention Baldur's Gate three absolutely deserved best RPG. I oh, think this is another oh, one of those 100%. cases where like yeah, absolutely best RPG in like a decade. So like. <laughs> <laughs> This is the weird case with it being up for Game of the Year and winning it, in addition to winning all these others, is if you put it in a lineup with any other RPG this year, I don't think I can say any other RPG would have a case for being better. Yeah, because um, I, I feel almost... like recently, within the last like decade or something, we've we we as gamers have lost like what an RPG actually is because now so many games have RPG elements in them, and that just like they get yeah, defined not as even that, that. Because... a lot of games just have loot and like yeah loot. yeah or that even but like Baldur's and, gate yeah. has like role-playing yeah where you could you can literal insane... role-playing yeah you can change whole scenarios by doing like crazy stuff that the game assumes like, that you will this would be a do. fair fight if mass effect 2 was up here or something <laughs> like... yeah i was oh, i was literally thinking like witcher the last 3 real yeah. competition it might have is witcher 3 yeah exactly Maybe oh my god, that was back in that was back fair, in 2015. Yeah, it's hard to put anything up. Okay, there and say this category keeps me up at night. <laughs> Why are they together? It's <laughs> so wacky. I hate this category. I hate everything. I particularly about... hate that Alan Wake 2 and Resident Evil 4 are here. Both phenomenal games shouldn't be an action adventure. No, yeah. Um, at least not they're the way that they traditionally horror, do this category. But they're still horror games. If this was a pure like. It's weird because I don't know what else I would put these in if it wasn't like a horror category, but it shouldn't be this. Like, best action adventure, absolutely swap this out for Lies of P and swap Alan Wake 2 for something else that deserved to be here. Um, yeah. But, ju- but just in general, not even this year, but just in general, like the absolute just vague, what does that yeah. even mean, action adventure? It just creates so many problems. It creates what we have right now. And I, it, it, I, like, like, I can't even form coherent sentences. Like, Final Fantasy 16 should be here. Absolutely. That is an action adventure. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I do, I do think, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, Liza P. I, I feel like that should be in the same category. category yeah, I think you even maybe take Lies of P for Resident Evil 4 and Alan Wake 2 should be Final Fantasy 16. Like, if anything, category, but... the action-adventure section should be the Souls-like section, if anything. Yeah. Like, By this point, yeah, that's where they fit in the best. <sighs> most of them, at least. But I that will say, that... Tears of the Kingdom, absolutely deserved. Great game. Yep. Um, I wouldn't have been mad with Jedi Survivor or Spider-Man 2 winning as well. I think this was a very good category. Uh, I this wish year we had a lot Spider- of good games. I kind of wish Spider-Man had won it, just so that Spider-Man could have won something. Because <laughs> it's yeah, hard. Because Tears of the Kingdom is really good. So, and we knew it wasn't going to win anything else. <laughs> it's it's tough. It's really like like for me between the those two games, it kind of depends on how much you value story. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> know Tears of the Kingdom. Game. I, Tears of the Kingdom could have had a shot at best debut indie. 
<laughs> for sure moving small, on small moving on uh, best let's go game. baby 100 win rate let's go <laughs> fuck you spider-man you got nominated seven times and won nothing you only got nominated <laughs> once and won let's go i do want to say this category uh, i'm very i'm happy armored core one i think armored core high it's also rush a cluster happy armored core one why i rush had to lose at its exp- at its, at its why are the rest of the games in this category i think remnant 2 is fine um i'm not upset I, about remnant 2 being here but i am just, upset about dead island 2 and ghost runner yeah where is not. the line too between action slash adventure and action with traversal and puzzle solving <laughs> Oh my god! So I guess it needs traversal and puzzle solving. I think that is. But there's the no line. traversal in Armored Core. Definitely not. <laughs> or, that would be silly. Or Resident Evil. <laughs> like there legitimately isn't any in Resident Evil. I, I think like like I don't know if this is what they were thinking. I think what they're thinking is that action game is like just really like like they said focuses primarily on combat, and then what I think they mean by action adventure is that it's a little bit more broad and maybe has more of a focus on other gameplay aspects, maybe more of a focus on story. Like they yeah, said, I think that solving. is the intent. But again, that's mm. still like so vague. Just <laughs> I, I just feel... take the action out of adventure here. Just say best adventure, just put adventure. and then best action, right? Like, yeah. Yep. That's cleaner I split. I, um, I feel like just to, just to spout barely formulated thoughts about something i just thought of but like i I feel like the game awards would be better off without sticking with the same like archetypal categories that they have every year and just like like reading the room i mean like oh a lot of good survival horror games came out this year let's have a a spooky survival horror like they theme them every year like kind of have like Yes. Like like a worldwide Spotify wrapped, how like Spotify wrapped like <laughs> does things based off of the genres and stuff that you specifically listen to. Like just pick from the pool of stuff that's out this year. Because yeah. it's or not even... the same every year. And I think we like... could then that opens up things like an honorable mentions category that's like these for didn't sure, fit anywhere sure. else. We want to give them just an honorable mention that's like, hey, you guys didn't fit anywhere else. Maybe we'll have one of you like be like a winner of the secondary award here. But mm-hmm. I, I think that would be a great category to add. Yeah, I also weird. wonder if the if the solution is to do you know how the Oscars has a lot of the technical awards where it's like oh best score best cinematography that kind of thing I wonder if mm-hmm. if like yes. best file optimization that, I wonder if that helps <laughs> here where it's like oh what uh, like what had the best turn based combat system this year what had the best yeah because I think actually... we'll talk about that when we hit direction and stuff because those categories tend to be a little bit less hard to like parse right. Because they're about specific elements of a game and not just the whole game. I would really like a best score or soundtrack as well. Because sound design is a category, but that's very different from... Well, we have soundtrack separately, I think. Do we do have score score and sound design? Yeah, best score in music, best audio design. Oh, I totally missed the best score and music. Well, I have good news for you on which one won. But, like, expand <laughs> that more, right? Like, again, let's, like, have a category where it's, like, what had, like I said, what had the best melee combat system? What had the best, like, like turn-based combat system? Best shooter. Like, the classical best, best shooter. shooting. Yeah. Uh, I would love an award that's just, like, hey, what game had the best bow this year? <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, what game had the best implementation of fishing? <laughs> yeah, best fishing minigame. <laughs> hey, I would absolutely vote in that category. All right. Best VR AR... Uh, Good picks. I think 
obviously Village VR is the one that won this because it's phenomenal. Um, Village VR has been getting nothing but praise since it came out, so... Yeah, I, I mean, having the whole game there already and just converting it to VR, but doing it in a really good yeah. way. I, think I forgot that works well. Humanity was a VR game. It's I also that it came out this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. Humanity launched onto the PS Plus Extra thing. Synapse is Human- great, but it's not going to beat a AAA. Uh, I, I put Village Humanity VR, but... in the same folder in my brain that Foam occupies. <laughs> right. What? Moving on from VR AR. <laughs> <laughs> we have to say best mobile game. I bet everyone's oh so excited. Uh, I've only played Star Rail and Terra Nell from this, and actually both are pretty good. Star Rail is not my jam on computer, but it is a good phone game because it's simple enough to play on the go without it being a huge. Like I find Genshin very hard to play on my phone because it's very it's too actiony, right? You got to be doing too much at once. But Star Rail turn based very easy to play on your phone. Moving on, best debut indie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. what, what is Cocoon? Okay. Yeah. All right. So there's been controversy with both this and the other category. Debut mm-hmm. indie is a weird one because debut indie implies that it's a newly a new development studio, which all of these technically are. What technically. they aren't is actual new studios, right? Like Cocoon yeah. is made by the creators of Inside and Limbo. It's not which like massive oh, indie hits. Game. Everyone's heard of them. <laughs> it's it's a great game, but this is not a category that it should have been a regular best independent and not best debut. Um, I don't know enough about most of these games to say that a lot of them are whether or not like Dredge is purely indie. I'm inclined to think it is. And then Viewfinder. Viewfinder is excellent. I'm surprised Viewfinder didn't win this category just based on how good its puzzle mechanics are. Um, Venba, Venba from everything I've seen is great and Pizza Tower is I don't know a massive meme but that looks pretty fun to play so Wario if Celeste was yeah. greasy <laughs> if great perfect oh my God. Uh, yeah this was a category with a lot of weird controversy because of that I don't particularly care about like the controversy thing I just think it's weird that Kakum was here um, yeah and that's like because I, I did I, I was also confused like I'd never heard about it. Nobody had talked about this game before this. The only reason people even know what Cocoon is is because it, it got nominated and won this category. I would say there was yeah, a lot I of hype around this around Summer Game Fest, and um, I don't know if it was Game Awards last year, something last year where they, it got shown as well and looked really really cool. But yeah, I remember being shown. Single thing think, about it. I also do think it did get extra exposure because it was on Game Pass, or it still is on Game Pass. I think. Yeah, it's... well, because that's I, I went to go play it because I was like, what what is so good about it? And it's just like, it 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 is a really good. It's a well made puzzle oh. game. Okay, that's why nobody was talking about it because compared to Pizza Tower, it's pretty boring to think about. <laughs> but it's well, I don't know if it's more mind bending than something like Viewfinder because you have to like literally bend the world around you with like photographs and stuff and you do like go into little interdimensional orbs that go inside each other and stuff but i, I don't know it was, it was it's a weird thing to win it's not bad at all it doesn't deserve people saying that it's shit or anything but mm-hmm. it's, it's a very strange win yeah all right moving on best independent game uh another category with both. a lot of yeah, I was about to say one controversy right into another there's, here. Wait, so there's <sighs> three repeats in this. Yeah, this is yes. the other weird thing. I feel like these are the two categories in particular that you should not be eligible for both, right? You should absolutely no, yeah. only be in one of the two. Um, there's four repeats here, actually. <laughs> 
Yeah, Dredge, C- mm-hmm. not Sea of Stars. Dredge, Cocoon, and Viewfinder are the same. Um, oh, yeah, sea of Stars sorry. and Dave the yeah. Diver Steve's, were not the other category. Sea of Stars was in another category, not the other indie right. category. Okay. Yeah, Dave the Diver is weird because Mint Rocket is the development studio, but it was also published by Nexon. <laughs> so... Huh. Which they also didn't mention. Category. Which they also really don't mention here, by the way, because yes. don't they don't hmm. they say developer and, and they usually publisher. say like Annapurna Interactive here or something with all these are Thunderful. Team Seventeen. Um, but yeah, the definition of indie's gotten super amorphous now. Most games end up with a publishing studio because we have a lot more independent publishers now than we used to. Yeah. Um, so I I don't think it's anymore like it's fair to say that like hey Viewfinder's published by Thunderful, so they can't be indie. I, I think at this point that distinction is meaningless now so I, I think the whole discourse around dave the diver deserving to be here here is just weird it's it's an odd thing although dave the diver well, does gets, a huge team as well um, it also gets in, into the whole like yeah like you said it's like what does indie even mean at this point does that does that dictate budget does that dictate lack of publishing I mean, or does We're that dictate like... just like a like a vague this feels like an indie game and is that an definition here if you well, no, I don't think it's an definition. For, for most Baldur's people, Gate three should be here, which yes, is just should. unfair. Well, and for, <laughs> just about, like, none of us are saying it about... should be here, right? But exactly, yeah. It's just such a it's another it, category that is ill defined. It's an example, yeah. It's an example of like what does this category even mean? Because if we're talking about all oh, games shouldn't have publishers, I mean. CD Projekt Red is technically speaking it's an also independent weird developer. Would you put them here? <laughs> right now, they have the definition they use for indie is made outside the traditional publisher system. So already the category itself means half of these games are disqualified if we're yeah. going by like hard rules, which we're not. Absolutely not. Um, but yeah, Sea of Stars, I've heard is excellent. I haven't played it yet. Very much want to, but... I think it's um, on our... Uh... It is. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's on, on our Game Pass, Pass thing. Game Pass, I... Yeah. I have not finished it, but I've I've played a, a solid chunk, and it's pretty good. But I'm I, I'm I, I'm very surprised to see that it won and that other things weren't even nominated instead. Because it, it like if you if you like your 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 good old indie RPGs, you get thousands of those a year, uh, right? Like that's just like one of the most common genres that indie devs make next to like platformers and now vampire survivor likes. Uh, but like i i it did not feel like like you'd expect something like an undertale to to be like the the clear winner of like an indie game of the year or something compared to something like these and sea of stars i don't i don't know if people should go and expecting something like that because it is just kind of like a solid normal rpg There, there wasn't really anything too crazy about it just yet unless suddenly in the last like third or something it goes crazy and i start so, uh, thinking about my life over under shane is brett what's your take um shane echoes has more interesting gameplay and better writing so i would probably go for chain echoes over sea of stars from what i've played of both which yes. I'm, I'm again i'm, I'm surprised that but did chain echoes did come out this year right or was that last year i think it's last year it technically we played it, okay. it this year it came out last year Gotcha. Yeah, but that it's yeah. I don't know. It, it's it's just a weird pick. Again, not that the game is bad, but like compared to all the other things that I've played that were indie this year that came out, it's like, huh. 
That's yeah. weird to see that we'll, there. <laughs> we'll all have takes to add to yours when we get to our next Game Pass Claims Club. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, best community support. Uh, Aha! This is always a weird category too, just because it's it's about like responsiveness on social media. Um, I think again, Baldur's Gate three winning, we can't really argue with, but certainly I would have accepted anyone from this category except for Destiny two this year. <laughs> what's, that, what, what's that doing here? What is that? Which, doing I mean, here? so, so the true. actual the actual community managers. They're excellent. Half of them are fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the high. It's it's the higher ups that I mean, you shouldn't be giving death threats to, but need to be held accountable. Yeah, like it's for... it is unfortunate that it's in this category this year because it's drawing more attention to the yeah. bad year that Destiny has had. Also, um, one one of the worst expansions, but most well selling. Yeah, that, that it's had in the game's history, which is. And also a delayed a expansion. Yeah, <laughs> well, super I'll, damaging Wyatt, player counts. Wyatt, to be fair, every one of their expansions has been delayed. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> except for one in the past right uh, six years or so. Yeah, Baldur's Gate 3 had great community updates. Um, I have nothing else and to say about And continues to get them. It continues to get them. I don't know about anyone else, but I have no strong opinions on the rest of this. So moving on. Patch, oh, yeah. patch five, baby, custom difficult. Okay, okay. I want I want to get something. I, I want to get something off my chest. I want to get a complaint, not just about <laughs> this year for this category, but previous years. I don't think Deep Rock Galactic has ever been nominated for this category, <laughs> which is frankly insulting. You want to know why? In a paid game. They introduced seasonal battle pass content and nobody was angry about it because it was so well done and they have such a good system and they keep having a really good system. And the fact that it's never been recognized for that is frankly insulting. Anyway, why you don't understand because Apex and Final Fantasy 14 (laughs) and Fortnite and Genshin Impact have to be here for the fourth year in a row. You don't understand. They have to all be here. This is the weird thing with this category, right? Is it's always the same four games. And yes, Final Fantasy's had a good year, but like this year for Final Fantasy, we're in the off year. We're the new expansion hasn't launched yet. We're in the patches for the the last expansion. But Final mm-hmm. Fantasy won last year for last expansion, so it doesn't need to be here this year because it won. It, it got <laughs> mm-hmm. its award for the expansion that it's in. Let it rest for a year so next year it can come back and win again. Um, <laughs> Fortnite, <laughs> Fortnite, I think, should be here. I'm actually kind of surprised it didn't win um, based on what they've been doing. Even, like, I'm not a Fortnite player, but hold I on, have to hold on. you got to remember, though, that the majority of what they just did that was huge happened the same day as the game awards yeah, I, I guess that is the thing right i'm like <laughs> it was announced on the same day so they couldn't judge it based on it i mean the last um, thing that i heard about fortnite was that they just ripped off the among us game mode yeah. <laughs> so well like... <laughs> uh now your new thing is they just ripped off minecraft and it's great and a racing yeah. game God. yeah i mean and apex feels like a racing. weird inclusion and genshin oh, and, and uh music and, well, and that's what they what? have harmonics working okay. on now harmonics is working on the fortnite music mode and and you know what? Like I I know that we're talking about things that are always here. Um, I I don't think that No Man's Sky shouldn't be here. I think every single expansion, every single update that, that they no touted Sky has is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if part they of the reason go they weren't a big here show of showing that... off all the expansions. Yeah, I wonder if part of the reason they weren't here is just because Sean Murray was going to be talking here, so it would feel weird to have them like win an award and then go talk mm. about a new thing. It would feel a little too yeah. planned. Um, so yeah, I, I can see why they weren't here. Cyberpunk, sure. 
I, I don't have a problem with Cyberpunk winning for this. I mean, but it, it, is it like, turns the game around, not just... Phantom Liberty like, is outstanding. Like, but it's but also, also, like, best ongoing is a weird category because we don't know if that means, like, best expansion or does it mean best live service, right? What's which they the probably direction? should just have a best expansion, like, category. Yeah, like, be yeah, specific whatever. with that. Um, yeah, okay. I, I kind of feel like... It, it technically... Is. It technically makes sense because they have been improving the game a lot even before Phantom Liberty, to be fair. But it's not the first thing that you think yeah. of when you think of... Because that's really the live service game category, so it's really not what you think of. Okay. Uh, games for Impact, this is a lot of games I've unfortunately not played, even though all right. of them are on my wanting-to-play list. You did I play the one Chia. that won, right? I have played Chia. Uh, I've also played Terra Nil and... I have I own space for the Unbound, but haven't started it yet. Um, I've heard Chance of Sonar is incredible. I've heard Goodbye Volcano High. I've just heard nothing about Goodbye Volcano High, so I don't know <laughs> if it's good or not. <laughs> I didn't even know it came out. <laughs> then the oh, I did. Heard very don't good you worry. About. Um, yeah, Chia was good. I I'm a little bit less into Chia than I think a lot of people are, but not for any like I I don't begrudge it winning this because I think it is very good and deserves it. It's just not my jam as much as it is for other people. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I've heard Space for the Unbound is, is very, very good, so I'm looking forward to playing that. Any other thoughts on this category? No. Chia seems cool. I like New Caledonia. All right. Um, innovation and accessibility. So this one, this is the first award they give out in the pre-show, <laughs> I think. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it was the first award, but it was one of the pre-show awards. And it was weird because they had um, one of the Forza Motorsport uh, team members come up and talk about it. And it's it's just weird to do that during the pre-show. That's mm -hmm. a strange place to put the accessibility award. Don't it, call it the pre-show. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, really... that was the thing. Is like The pre-show this year felt yeah. like part of the regular show, so just don't call it a pre-show. Just be the yeah, game award starts happened... at 4.30, right? It just happened to be that in the actual show, people were still streaming to their seats, and Jeff Keighley wasn't the one saying these things. Yeah, and it also means yeah, really? a ton of people like missed the pre-show because I I like to go back and like check other content creators' reactions to some of this stuff and like get their takes on things, and a lot of people just didn't have anything for the pre-show because they didn't start recording because they didn't know it was part of the show, right? <laughs> they they weren't sure how important it was, um, and yeah, it was a, it was really important. I think Forza Motorsport winning totally good. Uh, Motorsport and the Xbox teams always do a great job with accessibility stuff. So yeah. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I don't really know what most of these games, aside from Spider-Man 2, um, and of course I, I know Diablo's accessibility options, but uh, Spider-Man 2 had phenomenal ones as well. So one thing I wouldn't have that I'm upset with any of these. That I, I am planning on getting Spider-Man 2 at some point. One thing that I'm really looking forward to messing with with the accessibility settings is the um, uh, the the web slinging assist for that. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's gonna be fun to play around with. Absolutely, it's it's yeah. All right, that one's hardly even an accessibility setting. That's just kind of preference. Yeah, best performance. Uh, this uh, one's a yes. stacked category. I yeah. I think this year is definitely the nobody that is up here didn't deserve to be here. Um, yeah. You could have even had multiple people from Baldur's Gate three. Yeah. yeah, you could have had multiple people from Final Fantasy sixteen. Uh, multiple multiple people from Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty. I think. Like, all of these were excellent. I think they chose the right people, and I think the award went to yeah. the right person. Neil Newborn, or Newbun, oh. uh, did a fantastic job Absolutely. in Baldur's Gate 3 as a standard. And, and, I, and I, I know, really I, for me, for me, I was rooting for Yuri Lowenthal, who I know 
especially compared to the other people on this list, is has more has a lot of exposure more so than uh, than a lot of the other nominees. But I just he just did such a good job. Like well, that's the thing with this category <laughs> this year is like ridiculous. You can't be upset about it not winning because everyone did such a good job, right? Of like, yeah. I'm, no, I'm normally, not upset. I, I'm not upset. Normally, there's someone or like some performance in this category that is just doesn't stand out as a, a good one but this year all of these were excellent so yeah i don't know i i might i was pinning for ben star of... ben star was my personal pick ben star was also but green, neil yeah. newbin absolutely deserves it so yeah neil newbin was my favorite i would have been a little bit mad if idris elba won only because i'm like he's we know he's good like yeah, he has the same very low until problem right of, of being a professional <laughs> that is so well known my my um, only thing and again my only thing is like i feel like Yuri's performance like stood out above his other really good performances. Like I feel like it was a step above. I'm it's, so it's curious like what your only... take on Asterion is going to be as you as you continue to play Baldur's Gate three. <laughs> oh yeah, I think you're going to get to some lines that are going to you're going to see why he won. <laughs> it's going to be great. no. I, I, to be clear, not upset at all. <laughs> well, there seems to be an yeah. upper limit. All right, uh, best audio design. If this went to anything but Hi-Fi Rush, I would have started a riot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it deserves this. Despite yeah, the fact that Alan Wake 2, Dead Space, Spider-Man 2, and Resident Evil 4 also do have phenomenal sound design, they absolutely deserve to be in this category. Hi-Fi Rush deserved to win. So, well, yeah, it's 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 yeah. almost it's it's really interesting too because it's like if if Hi-Fi Rush wasn't here, it would be Dead Space. It would like, it would be a in, in, in terms right? of like, in in terms of like traditional, I, I guess like traditional sound design. Right in terms of like ambience and and use of sound and stuff, but it's like Hi-Fi Rush is almost in its own thing because that's that's what it's all about, you know. Yeah, the whole game is that. The whole game. Because like I could I could because like I could go on about oh Dead Space is really cool. Um, you know, uh, Isaac will have different deliveries for his voices depending on his health and stuff like that. Like if he's really damaged, he'll have a more like out of breath, like like uh, kind of rushed performance. But then at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because Hi-Fi Rush, that's what it's all about. <laughs> so like, yeah. uh, it's a, yeah, yeah. Yeah, great game. Oh, uh, everyone should play that hasn't. All right, best score in music going to Masayoshi yeah. from Final Fantasy XVI's Deck Abso Team. Absolutely. Exceptional. Absolutely. Um, I think every other game on here deserve to be here too. This is another category with great music this year everywhere. Um, I do so want to give the... He's uh, underrecognized for how good he is. I do want to give the most improved award to uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Not that I hated Breath of the Wild soundtrack, but it was very one note, and I feel like they did a much better job of like diversifying a lot of their music. Um, mm -hmm. I, yeah. I loved listening to the the, the Game Awards medley. That's mm -hmm. medley that that they had. Oh, oh, that yeah. was good. But yeah, it really doesn't compare. Uh, Final Fantasy sixteen just especially so good. the I just finished sixteen over the weekend. The final boss theme is exquisite. It is. It goes through like different phases of how like layered it is, and it's great. It's so. Oh, the great. highlight is all of the boss music. That's yeah. that's like the true highlight. Yeah. They go so hard. I mean, Alex, you're playing through Final Fantasy 14 now, so you're getting to see like the OG. The reason why everyone loves Soken so much is the Final Fantasy 14 <laughs> soundtrack, and you start to notice some of that. Um, it's like I would say 14 is definitely even better than 16 in a lot of ways. Just by nature of 14 having like a hundred something hours of music at this point <laughs> having been made for it so I, I just by sheer quantity and not necessarily quality I think 
14's got a, a leg up, but 16 There's absolutely gonna be deserves to win. Numerous hits in there somewhere. Yes. Um, okay, best art direction, Alan Wake 2 absolutely deserved here. Uh, yep, 100%. Looks fantastic. I, I have well, no comments about that. Well, I, and that's I, the thing, I do I think, I definitely seen... think. Sorry. Go for it. No, no, go for it. Um, I was going to say, the only one that I. Uh, this this is probably like personal bias in here at this point. It's like that I don't really feel like belongs in here is Mario Bros. Wonder. I think that's a hot take, Alex, and you should feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel every Mario thing I see, it's always the exact same design. Nothing really evolves about the graphics okay. I've seen. Despite I, I think that's explicitly. Alex, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right <laughs> you're there. As you, someone you, who doesn't you haven't put the as, game there yet. As someone who doesn't even play that many Mario games, the little footage I've seen, you're wrong. <laughs> if you, when you touch one of those wonder flowers, it is going to be the most equivalent experience you could have to doing drugs while not doing drugs. I think. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say this. Realization. And and I'm going to say this too. I've I've seen online some people being like, "Oh, Alan Wake Two, it's just like realistic graphics. What's the big deal?" No, 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 no. no it's no, not no, realistic no. at a you, at a board. Well, well here's the thing like not only from a technical perspective does it look really nice the combination of live action footage and gameplay is mm -hmm. what brought yeah, it very, here in the first place very fun artsy so, stuff that hasn't been done in so well done and it's and it's yeah. this nice culmination because remedy has been doing that for a long time mixing like uh real footage with with you know whatever game that they're working on and this is the culmination of that it's just so so well done Absolutely. Um, all right. Moving on to best narrative. Uh, I haven't played Alamic 2. I'm not upset at it winning from everything I've heard. I think yeah. every game up here is a great pick. Um, yeah, I, I think there was no no bad choice here. And Alamic yeah. 2, I, I think if I were having to pick one of these games, my personal pick, having not played Alamic 2, would have gone to either Phantom Liberty or Baldur's Gate 3. But Baldur's Gate 3 is hard to account for because it's a choice-based narrative, and you could accidentally choose a narrative that sucks, right? <laughs> it's one of those yeah, things I think that's hard to... There's definitely just... something to be said for a focused narrative in this yeah, game. Yeah, well, I think that's that's why... focused. Well, again, that's why there needs to be more technical categories of, like, maybe a category that's dedicated to, like, best use of... It's why Baldur's Gate 3 won Best RPG, right? But it's also why it shouldn't win Best Narrative, I think. Um, Alamic 2 yeah. is phenomenal. Uh, from uh, everything I've heard, so and 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 shout out to Final Fantasy 16. I haven't finished it yet, but damn good. Yeah, damn, I damn finished good. it. I don't know if I would put it in the running next to Phantom Liberty, but it would be dang close. Like it, it would mm -hmm. be up there for me. Um, but it's also 16 has a, a storytelling style that I think a lot of people are going to bounce off of, just because it. Japan loves dialect position, <laughs> and. <laughs> 16 avoids a lot of that with active time lore, but once you get into some of the later side quests, which are really good, you end up with just a lot of stuff to do that kind of bogs down the narrative a little bit, um, yeah. even though it pays off at the end. So I, I would say that's the only that's the only issue is that so much happens. There's like three or four different time jumps in the story that it can feel a little bit like too big, if that makes sense. It can feel yeah. like a little unwieldy at times. Well, after having the uh, the Marvel Spider-Man Two Games uh, Club episode that you guys had, what do you what do you think about it, it being for for narrative? Uh, I think here? it deserves to be here. I don't think it deserves to win. I, I think exactly definitively, 
it is the bottom of the list of games that are here, but I, I don't have a game that I would have put over it. It's still right. really, really good. It's just it's that really good. Act. It deserves the nomination. <laughs> it's a little messy though. But it has no kind of the same issue as like sixteen, where it's just a little bit. There's points where it doesn't mesh together quite as well, and I think sixteen ends up meshing better than Spider-Man Two does. Um, I think there yeah, are years where it issues. could have won, but this is not that year. Yeah, mm, good yeah. way to put it. Absolutely. All right. Uh, best game direction. I'm seeing a lot of repeats. Yeah, I mean, we're in the repeat one. I think this yeah. is literally the same games, aside from Almost 16. Exactly. Oh my god. Some 16 for Wonder. Jesus. But this is also the year where it's hard to have a problem with that, I think, because I think everything that... Well, there were so many good games this year, um, and Game Direction is basically, like, the runners-up award in a lot of cases. So I, I will say, I think we're going to be very critical of how this Game Awards, like, overall was handled, but I think in terms of the picks that they made for nominees and picks for like the winner of the category, I think this has probably been one of the strongest years that they've had. Yes. Just in Other terms of like what stuff, deserves yeah. to be here. Yeah, the indie stuff was yeah. just wacky, but it, it's also... It's they always have an issue with indie year, stuff. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I don't think it's worse than any other year. Um, but yeah, Album Week 2, Wyatt, you're the only one that's been playing it here. I think you would agree with it winning so far. I, so. Oh, 110%. Absolutely. I think game direction, yeah. this award in particular, is about like doing something a little bit off the beaten path in terms of direction. And well, so and, I actually I think, think there are only two games up here I even I think would be my picks for winning, which is Wonder and Alan Wake 2. I don't well, think the, the rest about, do anything risky enough. But the, the thing about Alan Wake 2, and I and I mentioned this when I talked about it during our Halloween episode, is that it there are so many things that at first don't make sense. And you're trying, especially if you haven't played uh, Control or Alan Wake, which you don't have to play. But it has, like I said, it has an internal logic that it sticks to. And there's such a sense of, like, confidence of this nonsense will make sense. If you just give us the time and set things up properly, this will all come together. And it was, re it's really, really good at taking all these wacky things and still having it grounded and make sense and follow its own rule which is why for me like if i was picking a, a winner for this category that would be why i would pick it because it's just the direction is inherently so strong yeah i, I think that's a pretty great summary of it all right the big one game of the year we all knew this was gonna probably go to Baldur's gate 3 i think there was a yeah. a a rough shot in hell that it would go to either Alan Wake 2 or Tears of the Kingdom. Alternatively. They do like to pick, they do like to pick the uh, quote-unquote artsy-fartsy games from time to time. Yeah, like, I, I could see <laughs> either one of those winning if it was earlier in the year. If this were any other year, any one of these games could have been Game of the Year, right? Yeah. And any number of other games as well. Like, you could have thrown Final Fantasy sixteen. absolutely could have won in many years. Um, see, so Stars probably would have been up here based on the all the positive... Uh, feedback it's gotten yeah i i have no idea how this year has been so good for games because it is really like this is a category you could have added another six games to and it would have felt fine right <laughs> absolutely um and still it, everyone would have agreed that Baldur's gate 3 deserved to win so <laughs> it, uh, it it makes me rather scared to ask if this game if this year was so good for games where can we go from here <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about it. Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about that. Next year's Game Awards is going to be a slap in the face. 
Next year's it's Game Awards be, is going to be ranking the expansions from this it's, year's it's Game Awards. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a snap back to reality. This was the honeymoon, mm-hmm. and now we're we're in the not to be doom and gloom. I think I think what yeah. happened is that we're we're at the like bubble where all the games that got de- internally delayed before um, the pandemic happened have come out. So yeah. this was the year of like yeah. the flood of things that was like being worked on in the background released. Um, maybe some of that will bleed into next year. And like Starfield isn't even on this list, right? Like there's other great games that weren't even up here. So uh, Hi-Fi Rush was like probably my personal game of the year and still yeah. absolutely I have no problem with it not being here because everything else was as good. Um, I, yeah. yeah, well, it's and it's interesting too because everyone's going to have their own opinion of what game of the year was. Mine, at the time of, of us recording this episode, there's a lot of games that I haven't finished yet. Mine would probably be Spider-Man 2, just because it's one that I've that I really love and one that I've finished. There's a lot of games that I still want to finish that might take that, you know, that yeah. spot. But now, if I had to pick from games I've finished on this list, because I'm I'm like an act two of Baldur's Gate 3, not done yet, it would be Resident Evil 4, I think. Just because it, mm-hmm. it that game awakened me to a level of enjoying action horror games that I didn't think I was capable of. Um not to say that I didn't enjoy Tears of the Kingdom or Mario Bros. Wonder as well. Uh, Look, when you compare your chainsaw with a knife, that's that, that's grounds in and of itself. <laughs> I mean, it's a wacky category, right? This was such a yeah. good year that it's hard to have anything negative to say about this category. I think just because every pick here is great. So, yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about the actual game awards. Because uh, oh, we've got. Some stuff because the awards are not the actual. And I want to point out, I can guarantee you, we just spent three times as much time as the game awards spent talking about the awards, talking about the awards here. Uh, yeah, I think we did actually do. Like, yeah, about... that is that is twice the amount that uh, <laughs> that they spent talking about awards. Um, That's so sad. Yeah. So, so sad. what I want to do for this part is we're going to go through high level uh, the issues we have with this year. I think are very apparent. I think a lot of content creators are also on that same wavelength of, hey, it's really weird that we continually had a bunch of like spots where they just burned through six awards at once. Um, super wacky and very strange. Especially indie game and debut yeah. indie game. And I'll they say just it's, rushed right through it. For reference, I'm scrubbing through the game boards to find clips to put up of things, and it is hard for me to find a clip of them ah. talking about awards because of how much I, other stuff is here. Uh, uh, it, it was weird. It felt like they treated a lot of the actual awards here like like they just did the actually the game. Awards. They just breeze through. Yeah, they yeah, just rushed through the flashing the stage. game. He's he's not on the stage. There's not there's not, not even on the stage. Yeah. Announces it. Yeah, it, it's like no fanfare whatsoever. No fanfare. On to the next one. Let's move on uh, to the next category. Just art direction. We did art direction. <laughs> this yeah. Oh god. And also also go back for a second. Go back for a second. It's really weird to see best action game just off to the side with little fanfare, especially when Armored Core won. And yeah. Compared to how excited yeah. he was to introduce anything from soft related, he looks like he just wants to no move love oh, yeah. from him. He's just moving whatsoever. On. Yeah, like unfazed. It's bizarre. Yeah, because remember uh, how much he, he hyped up Elden Ring, right? That's like, that's was, why when when we had our our discussion about this yesterday, why that's why I I have the opinion that Jeff Keeley appears as fake 
most of the time because it's very like he just had okay we gotta gotta look excited gotta act excited on the next thing on the next thing on the next thing it's very like it's very sanitized and very like putting on and which is what you have to do to a degree for any like award show duh that's part of it you have to keep it on the schedule and stuff and that's just part of that but it's like you could put up a little bit of footage for every game you couldn't have like the guy who the the first time uh, a director of of uh, a game, by the way, in FromSoft, I think he only he did like parts of of Sekiro, and his name is the biggest on it. But Armored Core Six, he he picked that up entirely off of of Miyazaki, who left it all to him, uh, and he didn't get to go up and and receive any award in person for for winning Game of the Year. Well, and, that, yeah, and that's great. the thing, and 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 the part that I brought up in that conversation was I don't think I I think like Jeff's excitement comes from a very real place. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of sad to see sometimes that, that the show that he's made has like, it's it's almost like it's gotten away from him in a way where I think his genuine excitement for the industry feels as fake as it does. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah like, why, yeah. why didn't we get more of those clips? Like we had for the, the, the cooking game. Because yeah, we have to have Kojima coming out and talking exactly. about nothing for 10 minutes. <laughs> so this is why I've gone to this. I, <laughs> I enjoy Hideo, Hideo Kojima's uh, games. I think he makes some really fascinating I, stuff. This was so unnecessary. So long. For <laughs> yeah, no I, I'm happy so with the announcement long. and interested, but it like, it's okay to have him come up and talk for like 30 time. seconds or something. Like this is where you should have the please wrap it up sign, right? It should be for yeah, Hideo, really. Hideo Kojima and Jeff Keighley, and it should no, no, more Jeff importantly stage, be a note to so Jeff Keighley. We're not going to wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> to wrap it up for Jeff. But yeah, like this goes on for so long, and then Jordan Peele comes out, and it's just like an such a lengthy bit of time, and then this weird Jurassic Park trailer and a bunch of stuff like that. I, it was wacky. This was a weird balance of things this year um, that I think because, didn't fit super well. So because all of that could have been communicated with the trailer and just saying from. Hideo Kojima in collaboration with Jordan Peele. That's all you needed because that's all that PT needed. That's all mm-hmm. that Death Stranding needed because it's Kojima. Everyone's going to be paying attention to what he does anyway. You don't have to have him come out for 10 minutes and then ask him what kind of game he's making and then all they can say is it's a game. Like, it's a game and what a are you movie, doing? Wyatt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely wacky. Um, I think that's really the overall note for the show though is like it just felt weird this year that so much time was being spent on not award things. Like we always have this problem. Like the game awards is only half about awards. This year it was like only a, a quarter about awards, right? Yeah. It was definitely very limited. And the fact that they like rush people off stage, like this point where um, Neil Newbin comes up on stage and is Whoa, having to... his was so fast. His was well. Yeah. He was, a, I think the first main show award. Um, and you can see that he's just like pushed off of stage, basically. Like he has yeah. to talk. He said like five and, words. And here are the nominees. He says five words. He wins. He walks up, and then he says a couple things. He's like, the music starts playing. Again, and to my agents, I will thank you later. I'm sorry. I'm gonna wrap it right up. Right there. Apparently. Oh my god. They start doing oh, that, say, and he's only been talking okay. for like twenty the seconds. The community at that point. has reached out yeah. to so many of us at Lauren. Yeah, and like he said, with the, seen, let me thank my mom and my dad, and the then they're hitting him with the music. They the man is teary-eyed, <laughs> and it hasn't been a minute yet. We, and yet we somehow had time to talk about. And yet we we somehow had time to talk about Simuliu's broken foot. Yeah, yeah. Like Nilibun is is cut out of here <laughs> and basically forced to walk yeah. away. 
And you know what? I I understand why they want to limit that. I mean, Christopher Judge talked for like eight minutes. I didn't hate that he talked for eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, get like, I think it's reasonable. It, but I would prefer to do like a five minute limit or like a three minute limit yeah. if you really want to push it. But yeah, any yeah. shorter than that, you really start to push into like some people won't have a lot to say, right? Some people will go up and they'll be like, "Hey, I want to thank the team and everything," and, and go out. But some people will have like important things to say or, or things that they want to be heard, and it, it's important to allow that when these or this big people that they happens. want and here and or people that the they thing. want to honor because they poured their life in yeah. away. <laughs> and, 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 here, and here's the thing too, right? I it's part of a larger issue of I know this wouldn't like this wouldn't be a simple change at all. This would be a very complicated change because of how they've been doing things for 10 years but i think at this point you really need to have an award show and then an e3 show you have to separate the two at this point because it has become yeah. very apparent this year that the two things cannot play nice in or a you need to split it into together. two nights i i think there's a no, reason exactly i i don't think exactly. there's a way they can actually separate the two without hurting either viewership or the like vibes because i do think it is nice to have like oh you come off of the monster hunter wilds premiere into game of the year and you're like that's exciting right that's a cool i really one. like the reveals but i, yeah, I think like, I, I, the show is just so long now and you need to have more mm-hmm. time for those awards to be received so it's like split the categories into two days right we're, we're gonna do a two day a two night event it's gonna be maybe slightly shorter each night to allow for it to be less fast paced but yeah, it, it just seems like so... It, it's too much to fit in one show now, especially because we don't have E3 anymore. Um, yeah. So a lot of those announcements also, probably get pushed to Game Awards. Also, no shade on Timothy Chalamet as an actor, but why was he giving out Game... Why was he announcing so Game So this the is the weird... Yeah. Let's talk about Jeff Keighley's celebrity crushes, right? <laughs> this is the <laughs> weird thing that keeps happening. Um, if I could find... A, Timothy like the Chalamet. only thing, the only thing that Timothy Chalamet has to do with video games is that there's a Doom video, a Dune video game that he may or may not voice in, and that he looks like the puppet from Lies of P. But he used to mod 360 controllers, Alex. You don't understand. And I want yeah, to give credit to Timothy Chalamet a little bit because he walked up, he said his thing, and he left. He didn't do. Yeah, he didn't the, overstay like, as well. Stay there for five minutes. He came up and was professional, and then like announced the award and left. I yeah, think that's the like, best way to do like, it. But there's okay, other people sure. like he used to. He used to uh, mod 360 controllers. Who actually knows him for that? How many? I didn't even know he did that until that night. How many yeah, people exactly. actually know who he is because of that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I think things like Anthony Mackie coming up. This took forever. It was super hard to parse. Oh, Though I it, will say, I, I heard from people in the audience or in that were in the audience that the reason why his bit was so weird is there were some really loud hecklers that were shouting things. Um, but it just didn't pick up on the like stream audio. So I was, I, I get why he was there because he was but... one of the game adaptations at least, but it's still weird. Yeah, but who right? cares? Like, who cares? He doesn't care. Right? <laughs> no. Yeah. I think that's why like, of like, instead of the best presentation for awards we've ever had at the game awards, I think was Reggie was Reggie fils came up and did his presentation mm-hmm. um, last year, and that was such a good speech. And I feel like if you're going to be doing this every year, we need to move away from like the weird celebrity bits like this and do more game industry veterans. And like they got Vince Sapella to come up some t- at one point this year, mm-hmm. um, who is that a game great. industry legend. Yeah. And or remember, that should I just be was... all the presenters, right? Like... And then we had Matthew McConaughey. 
Well, and then I, what year was it? We either it was either at uh, Summer Games Fest or it was Game Awards. They had uh, Phil Spencer. They had I think it was like Doug Bowser and then one of the guys from PlayStation all just come up and like do this. I think that was little presentation, and it was really it was like kind it of this cool. wholesome. Yeah, it was and they could have cool, done that wholesome this year, They had people from all three from Xbox, Nintendo, and Sony here at the Game Awards, so they absolutely could have done that. Um, like, imagine Shuhei Yoshida presents an award. Phil Spencer presents one. Like, we're going to give it out to different people. I think it would be great. Um, and yeah. we didn't get that. We got, instead, Anthony Mackie's rambling while giddling, getting heckled. Which, yeah, Do you see how long this heckled, is? But... This, this got more time than the best debut indie game category and the this best indie game category game combined. Combined. Yeah. yeah. I, absolutely I, bizarre. Like, God bless them. All the all the celebrities that that all the celebrities aside from Hideo Kojima that came out to to talk have English as their first language. But multiple, uh, both uh, the uh, guy who went up for winning um, best uh, direction because Alan Wake Two won that right and yeah. uh, game of the year uh, and and also when. Uh, uh, Tears of the Kingdom won its categories. Those people that went up do not either don't speak English or do not have English as their first language. So why are you giving them less than a minute to say thank you for an award that they're winning? Like, come on, this is not fair. And you have these bumbling, like the equivalent of bumbling idiots just going on making unfunny jokes for like five minutes. Can can we rewind for a second? Can we put out how disinterested Vince Zampella looks? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. (laughs) He has the biggest I could be literally anywhere else. I think he was probably tired of all of the uh, the other (laughs) celebrity isms going on. Yeah, Um, he's he's the kind of person to see through the the bullshit like immediately and do not. (laughs) I mean, the the man works at EA. He deals with that garbage every single day. (laughs) Yeah. God. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, I do want to talk about some other stuff from this while we have the uh, the chance to. Um, what is everyone most excited about? We're not going to go through every announcement here because we, we did a reaction. We went through a lot of them and talked about our thoughts. Um, there's a few that I want to call some special attention to for me. Uh, first of which is Kimuri, which is Akumi Nakamura's uh, yes. new thing that oh, looks yeah. absolutely sick. Oh, what's your studio called? Uh, Unseen. Unseen. Is that what we're going with? I don't know if it's actually Unseen. Um, I think it is. But yeah, it, this looks great. Whatever this is, we have no context. I think we're working off of the assumption that it's probably a co-op uh, monster shooter. I, regardless of, of what it is, like it looks like people had fun making it. Exactly. Like, this art style is so cool. Uh, I want to fight those things as these people. I understand what they're going for. Music's great. Yeah, this was a great presentation, and Akumi Nakamura is the most adorable presenter I think anyone has ever seen. <laughs> uh, so many is, Bare minimum, the most likable. Yeah, most likable, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, anyone else have things that stood out to them? As I, I do want to say, um, uh, as like an overall, one thing that we were pointing out uh, while we were streaming the Game Awards was that uh, so many great art styles in so many of the games that were in. Absolutely. It's just like mm. super eye-popping, interesting stuff. Even if it was a game that had a quote-unquote realistic art style, it still had like a somewhat memorable like color palette or 
Unless that it was a sci-fi game, in which case they all Those look weird. the same. <laughs> Specifically the sci-fi like Battle Royale <laughs> or like yeah, extraction I don't shooters that keep like they just, getting they advertised just, at the Game Awards. Yeah. And they yeah. just all look the same. Yeah, like right after Kimuri we had uh, this game, which I'm already forgetting the name for even though I just looked at it. Uh, New Rest for the Wicked. That oh, also yeah. looks yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, that looks yeah, really that's what cool. I wanted to uh, very sure. interested. Super sure. into action RPGs. Uh, this is by the Ori team, so mm-hmm. it, whatever very it is, it's going to be beautiful. Um, and I'm sure they can do a great job at this. So, yeah, like this art style is super striking and looks amazing. Uh, Look at the lighting coming through that lighting, stained glass like, window. Everything looks good, and this is oh. not even the gameplay. And they get to the little bit of gameplay that looks great as well. That's <laughs> like another that thing. Art style translates. That's another thing I'll say. I feel like. Uh, in years past, we've had more gameplay for the trailers that we've gotten. Yeah, this uh, year was a lot overall. of cinematic, pre-rendered stuff. Uh, but I not think that it, much gameplay. Well, talking about I think it's I... more gameplay than what we normally. Yeah, get, I think we've actually got more gameplay this year because um, almost everything at least showed some of like the Prince of Persia trailer was a lot of cinematics, and then it cut to gameplay. Uh, you know what we oh. technically got gameplay of this time around? A lot like two. Hellblade 2. <laughs> we got we got gameplay again. Yeah. Um, Exodus had this cool like CG trailer. Like this is definitely looks like generic sci-fi, but I'm interested. I want to yeah. know what's here. I like some of the important the thing about this team. This is a new team that is founded from Bioware devs. They were founded in 2019, so this is one of the team that a bunch oh. of the old Mass Effect team went to. Uh, so the reason it looks like Mass Effect is because it's made by the same people. Well, so, doesn't that make sense? I'm a little bit more interested in it now, and the fact that they were willing to show off pre-alpha gameplay footage, I think, is very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the attitude of like actually showing at least yeah. a functional video game in your trailer, I think, is also, very important. Knowing a game is likely going to be more narrative heavy gives me a little bit. I, I'm okay seeing a bit more of a cinematic trailer if I know that the game is going to be relying heavily on cinematics and the story involved. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Like here, we uh, don't really know what this is. I'm just glad it's not an extraction shooter. I'm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's imagine after all this, speaking of speaking of things that are not an extraction shooter, um, they did shadow drop the finals, uh, which is great, and everyone should should go play it. <laughs> I'm really glad that they uh, that was that was a fun little. I mean, it was rumored beforehand, but I'm glad that it was uh, shadow dropped. Yeah, ru- rumored by you guys. Well, it was rumored just because it, it kind of made sense of like <laughs> the timing for the beta window with the game awards being the release window mm-hmm. lined up. Like it, it makes sense, but it's also none of us expected it to happen. I think it was like a 50 50. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we got also, a, I think it was right at the end of the pre show, we got a bunch of metaphor stuff. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Metaphor, so Fantasio, <laughs> which is. I, I think of the like Atlas projects that are currently in dev is the most interesting to me, just because it's by dope. far. <laughs> um, it looks super it's also wacky, really weird looking. It, it looks yeah, weird, yep. and we see bits of like action gameplay here, but then it turns yes. to turn based, and so I'm like, what's happening? Like, what is the game? <laughs> if you're doing both it's of crazy. these, um, it's, it's 2023, and it looks like the PS2 is back in full swing. <laughs> that's that's exactly, this was like, like the most game PS2 the game. PS2. The PS2 year we've had in a while of like just games yeah. doing wacky stuff. Um, even AAA stuff has been wacky this year. Of like Baldur's Gate mm-hmm. 3 does a ton of weird things that most AAA wouldn't do. Um, Alan Wake 2 is insane <laughs> from what I hear. So, oh, it, 
you insane. Try me trying to explain what happens <laughs> in Alan Wake Two makes you insane. <laughs> it made me insane. Uh, yeah. Also, shout out to uh, uh, Light No Fire, which I am tentatively excited for. <laughs> hey, look, it's gonna be a good game. Whether it's a good game when it comes out yeah. or a good oh, game in yeah, ten years, yeah. we'll find out. <laughs> I, that that that's very interesting. Um, okay, what was the one? I one of the games hang that on I... Light No Fire for a second, just because I'm super curious for this game, and I do think I think the reason this game will probably be okay is that it is almost definitely based on No Man's Sky tech. Like, the lighting looks like it's a No Man's Sky engine. Mm-hmm. Um, there's reusing animations, the... for sure. Yeah, there's and a point where the... one of them takes off while sitting on the back of one of the flying things, and you, one-to-one, that is the the camera launch from the starship launching in No Man's and Sky. And they like, have also angle. the experience and knowledge of what happens when mm-hmm. <laughs> overpromise. And and get overpromised for with the with the hype train yeah. that is like right here. I this is the one to one the starship camera angle yep. for No Man's Sky. Absolutely pulls out the Absolutely. same way, Absolutely. lifts you up, and you're like, that is the same thing. Um, I feel Absolutely. like we are already seeing more in depth gameplay from this than we did at the origin. Of no when Man's when Sky. we do, well, end that's up the thing. They gave us a lot of gameplay. Game. They what? did have a lot of gameplay for No Man's Sky. Just a lot of it was not. Well, it, uh, it was much emptier. <laughs> what, what yeah, I think do, the point they made here is that this is multiplayer from the start. Of like, they're showing multiplayer working immediately and not trying to yeah. be coy about it. When when we do end up doing a games club for this game, because I mean, this this definitely feels like it'll be one. Oh yeah. Uh, are you guys going to be riding a bird or a dragon? Because I saw the giant bird. I'm just like <laughs> a druid. Here's a, a dragon that almost looks like it has butterfly wings. Yeah, if I can get a Quetzalcoatl type dragon with the long dragon, absolutely. I also do think, um, I think uh, Ryan and I were talking about this, but I do think that a giant world instead of a giant solar system or galaxy is a much better use of the uh, randomly generated tech that they have. Yeah, you're gonna have a lot better uh, open that or like uh, space or like in in between space that is not a empty and open you're not gonna be you won't uh, be one mainly... biome planets anymore <laughs> yeah not one biome planets you're gonna have uh you know that your main experience won't be going through uh three different menus and seven loading screens to to just get from one place to another <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't know i'm really curious how lightning fire is going to be um oh there's simalu coming out to talk about his broken leg for an hour yeah. Ten uh, minutes later, something else will happen. To be clear, <laughs> nothing wrong against Simu Liu. I, I oh, like him. Oh, no, absolutely. It just, you know, you know. Super weird presentation of the award. Yeah. Uh, this is another really interesting looking game, Windblown. Yes! Absolutely. By Dead Souls creators. Oh, uh, oh yeah, very gory, too. <laughs> looks very wacky and fun. Lots and of then, animal people getting exploded. So. And absolutely eviscerated. Yep. Uh, this also, yeah, just looked like a good time, and it's definitely like a co-op thing. Um, Thrasher by the Thumper Devs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am very I'd curious. A, I am very be, curious. Oh, go for it. I was gonna say I'd I'd just be not uh, fulfilling my role as a comic book nerd if I didn't mention that Blade was revealed. I was yeah. about to say that's literally what I was about to say. I'm very interested to see how Arcane's second whack at a vampire game goes down. Yeah, because <laughs> this is Leo and not Arcane Austin, mm-hmm. so yep. functionally a different studio. Um, they did say it was third person, which I find really interesting. Yes. 
but I think that could be really hey, cool. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna get to see his like really fun combo moves and sword oh, flourishes a lot better in third person. Yeah, I do I, think this is probably gonna be the furthest out thing we've saw seen because Bethesda did come out yeah. on Twitter afterwards and go, "This game is very early in development. Um, it has like just gone into production, so it's gonna be a, a year probably too before we see enough yeah. information about this to know release time." I uh, let's see what's the other thing. What I what I'm interested uh, excited for isn't like a, a new or like unheard of release, but it's uh, more info on Black Myth Wukong. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah especially because I voted for it game. and it didn't come out yet. But now now that I add it to I've, the pile. I've, now that I've tasted the flesh of a soul's like, <laughs> dined <laughs> on the wine of lies of P. Have it's they said that's what it's gonna be? Have... Is it gonna be a soul's like? It's gonna be an action game. So. Yeah, it just looks like an action RPG. It has soulsy oh. looking boss fights. There yeah, was a really yeah. interesting soulsy looking game, and I don't even remember what it was now. I oh, I think I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring us to that one in a second. Yeah, the Black Mifu Gong trailer. These designs are just incredible. Like yeah, every time the I see art these designs, really grabs like, me. What a phenomenal job that. And this has been this has been cooking oh, in the in the oven for a while so I, mm -hmm. it's also it's i will take excitement. any journey to the west content i can get my hands on my god oh my lord this looks like it could be a particularly good adaptation <laughs> yeah i mean absolutely well, this is the chance adaptation. to be in, it, as long as we don't see any like weird microtransactions pop up for black myth wukong i think we're good any indication of a live service with this game will worry me, but I think as long as it's yeah. actually I would be, I would released. genuinely be shocked if they started talking about live service yeah. elements. Gotta worry. About also, it. I think that sure. was the 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 debut of their uh, English dub, and it sounds like I, right. I see no reason why this needs to, should, or could be uh, live service. Exactly. Yeah, you would it's not think that about a lot of games, though. <laughs> They'll find a way. Uh, uh, this one, this one only had a CG trailer, so my my excitement made is us angry again. I don't even want to talk <laughs> about it. Um, I this is a CG trailer, so my excitement is quelled uh, a little bit by that. But uh, the last Sentinel looked really neat, just from a world, like just from a uh, aesthetic perspective. Uh, the the look of all of the different armor and and yes. robots oh, yeah uh, a bunch of ex uh rockstar developers and their debut oh, title is it is it yeah. yeah yeah that could be really interesting it's just a cg trailer we have to see more but uh just based on a cg trailer it looks cool <laughs> yeah i'm fully super interested in whatever comes out of this at some point this is probably another one of the things that's further away though um yeah because oh, it's, it's not for a while CG. yeah I feel like there's definitely going to be some good, you know, like replicant Blade Runner type vibes and themes going on. Plus they, they, got, those... they got the Ghost in the Shell Ghost inspiration the shell. with the yeah. Bots, so Plus, they're, they're in the right the, place. Uh, they have the the helmet that like starts on the back. Oh, the retractable on one. Your yeah, face. Yes. I love me a good retractable helmet. What can I say? And I don't know if oh, this was Ronin. the game we were talking about or not. Uh, Rise of the Ronin is yeah. Koei Tecmo. Oh, I was I was new, thinking like, of that thing. that one that was uh, some some something the last. The first Berserker or Last Berserker? Last Berserker, yes. Or the first Berserker, I think that is. Uh, yeah, that oh, also Team Ninja, that's right. Mm -hmm. I wonder how the first uh, Berserker will be, because I think it's related to DNF, which is like an MMO thing, and then DNF Duel, which is the fighting game. 
This so, looks like neither of those things. This is not I that. Think, this is the Rise yeah. of the Ronin. Um, I think the the biggest question mark trailer, at least for me, was oh uh, yeah, that was uh, Den of Wolves. Yeah, if I didn't you, know if you what I was that. supposed I, to see. What was that one again? Uh, that's the one where the guy's in like the interrogation room and it's cut with footage of like a heist or or something. Oh god, yeah. yeah. I'm not entirely sure what was going on there. Um, it had the, it had, you know, I mean, this is something that only, only Ryan is going to understand, but do you know when they like, like I got the same feeling of watching it where like the, the, the new uh, heel wrestling stable comes on stage <laughs> for the first time and they play like really cool evil music and then they just stand there and, and look bad and then the five minute like they're not bad like terrible but like bad like evil and then the segment ends after five minutes of them staring at each other while the cool music plays and they like i had the same feeling where i'm just like okay what am i supposed am i supposed to care uh okay it was very weird no not for this for um uh Oh god, the thing why I brought up, I forget. Yeah, yeah I don't even think I have. A, I don't think I have a timestamp for that here because I think <laughs> nobody knew what it was. So. For uh, <laughs> this one, the the first Berserker, I thought that the uh, visual style of this oh, yes. really striking. Fantastic, like, absolutely. Okay, what we see, the gameplay looks really cool, and the visual style looks very unique and cool. Uh, like mm-hmm. a great blend of sort of that two D anime styling, but with three D models. Which yeah. the particles. All right, yeah. but here's the thing. Here's oh, the thing. that was an let's, eye. Let's be honest with ourselves for a second. The best reveal here was Skull and Bones and that release. Oh, date that's that we've right. all been clamoring for. I left that's, so hard. That's what we all really care about. You mean that you know we're now ending it on a Skull and Bones trailer, Wyatt? You no, we can't end there. <laughs> We we've gone through our most wanted things, and now we have to end on skull and bones. No, I have I, I have I to do my role. Not I have it. to serve my role. I can't not I can't not say the words mecha break because it had robots in it, Ryan. You can't let it end oh, without me saying that. I'm curious about mecha break as well. I, it's there's a lot of apparently a lot of misinformation about it because I like it's just. It's not a battle royale. Apparently, all the modes that the alpha has been tested for are like six v six. So I don't know what. <laughs> as long as it's not a battle royale. Well, yeah. To be fair, they didn't actually say what kind of game it was in the trailer. They just had cool looking things on the screen, but it was gameplay. So like, okay. But uh, it looks like, like if a, this is a battle like a royale, I would be bullet hell or something. Yeah, like this is. It looks like, like four people against a big machine. But yeah, this looks. If anything, it's PvPVE or something, right? Where like mm. maybe like another team can screw you I mean, up that's and just you're straight up a big thing. Oh no, it's Exo Primal. <laughs> yeah, but it looked cool art style. Oh, I'm, I'm um, scared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, there, there we have this, the guy calling uh, Jeff a delicious man. Oh, God. oh yeah, he was there for a different reason than everybody the, else. The flirting, that's right. <laughs> uh, another another quick shout out to Tales of Kenzera. Kenzera? Yes. Um, uh, how am I oh, forgetting yeah, these things? We just did this. List. Yeah. I have, well, I have so a many. whole other this list. A, a I have a whole other list right in front of me too, which is helpful. <laughs> also doesn't have a, a timestamp, but I think it was... there he is. Yeah, oh, yeah, this cool. game looked really First of all, yeah. yeah, first of all, finest drip of the night. I think mm-hmm. we can all Best agree. outfit, great story behind the development. This game looks Bring fun. back shoulder capes and capes in general. Uh, again, a- another good example of like 
really strong art direction across. Oh my most god! Of, yeah, uh, look at that. Projects this yeah, year. and and really interesting art influences that just like mm-hmm. we don't. I don't think I've ever seen a game. Yeah, like this before, visually. Uh, Tal- Tales of Kinzaria Zhao. Um, I'm in. That looks interesting. Yep. All right. Some really good Metroidvanias we're showing off for sure. Anything else in the show that we wanted to mention? Um, don't Nod has a new thing. We don't know what it is. That's about uh, it for Don't Nod. First, first new non-remake uh, of Mana game in like 15 yes. years. Or oh yeah. <laughs> the dormant franchise brought back by Square Enix to be probably thrown to the garbage again, just like with the Valkyrie profile and uh, Star looked, Ocean. It looked really neat. Oh. Oh, it did. The, I love the, the art style for it. The the, um, the deaf developer game, yeah, that was uh, so looked pretty. very interesting. World of Go I don't think it's gonna be for me. Oh, but yeah, I think it's interesting. Big note. Let's exit it. Uh, Prince of Persia looking very good. Uh, musical mm-hmm. performances this year were, I think, very good all around. Um, oh, good 100%. set of choices. It's a pretty good year when the worst one was a Final Fantasy. Yeah, that's because it, it wasn't as wild as the other two. <laughs> I think for something like the Game Awards, you want the really exciting, fast-paced tracks and not the, like, ballads. <laughs> I, I thought, uh, I talked to some of my friends and I know that some of them thought that... Oh, uh, this was what I wanted Alan to mention. Wake musical number was the most memorable part of the night. The, uh, the crazy Sega thing. So this was... A, oh, Sega right. was being coy. All huh? up until the Game Awards, they were... T- coyly teasing something and going, like, this is going to be a new era for sega and like this is going to be big it's going to be huge um i went afterwards they paid some content creators to react to just this segment and like do a little <laughs> five minute thing afterwards oh. and talking about the segment and i was like this is wild uh-huh. um, so what this actually is is sega announced like five games at once that are mm-hmm. all remakes or new versions of their classic catalog. So we're getting a new Jet Set like Radio. We're getting really a new um, Crazy Taxi. <laughs> new Which, um, much, Shinobi. How much Max? can you can you then claim, oh, this is going to be a new era when you're rebooting a bunch of stuff? I feel like... When, when it's stuff that people have been like, asking for forever, I think that is okay. Like I think you can claim that when it's things that people have been wanting for a while... And I think in particular, Sega's been in like a weird spot. I think if you're claiming it's a new era, I think new stuff should come along with that. Personally. I don't think that this is the place to do it in a trailer like this, right? This is the, you can rail off the arcade nostalgia trailer of Jet Set Radio, Streets of Rage, and all this other classic Sega stuff. Sure, sure. If you then threw in like a brand new thing in the middle of it, it would be like, what? Excuse me? Oh, I'm not saying, yeah. I'm not saying the announcement itself was, was bad. It's just the hype. Like the lead up to it was a little, was a little overblown. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's overblown. I think for what this this announcement, I I think their hype was justified because this is a set of things people have been asking for for ages. Of like, give me specifically oh, sure. Jet Set Radio, um, but all their other stuff too was like great announcements. And Sega's not like stopping on anything. They've got. Uh, can we can, like we, can we back up to that to, to that guy's face? <laughs> Hold on, I, I You should unmute that too. <laughs> Sega time. Are you happy? Are you happy? That, that... Which 
I will say that's a cute reference to the like uh, Sega does what Nintendo don't ads, where they had that sound, but it was like a it was like a guy's skeleton who was playing like he, he was playing Sonic, and Sonic was so awesome that it like ripped all of the skin and organs off of his body, and it just went. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. That's cute. Um, it's cute. And then the last thing, my obviously most hyped game of the show. Yes, of course. Uh, the trailer for Monster Hunter Wilds. I think... Great trailer. Oh, look at that. Especially because you really don't cool know that it's Monster Hunter at first. I thought it was. How I thought many... that was a chocobo at first. <laughs> That's what they get you. That's a separate problem. That's a, a different issue you're having. Run, um, Terrence! And then you see what looks like either a longsword or a greatsword. Thin longsword. Thin oh, yeah, greatsword that takes up... Thick that takes up the, the size of the person's entire body, and then it's, oh, this could be Monster Hunter. Yeah. But this I think is the, the amount of creatures they have on screen at one time looks really interesting. Like, I think that's oh, yeah. a yes. big difference in the way the game plays. And it's pretty clear the implication here is this is going to be, like, larger in scale. Um, yeah. Because I think this looks less... Probably not going to be on Switch. <laughs> yes, I would it's say this not. looks less <laughs> visually impressive than World but has a better art style and looks mm -hmm. better for being a Monster Hunter game. Like, it definitely seems it, like they're going to um, take this in a bunch of really nice directions and have, like, a bunch of different areas that probably are in one because we can see, like, mountains in the distance and then whatever mm -hmm. weird Elder's Recess yeah, mountains, thing is here. Yeah, we have, like, the sort of oasis but here and then we have and, like, the straight Savannah. desert out to, the, um, out to the right. And the whole, like, thing with, like, the dust revealing... I think the implication here is weather is going to be playing a big role in whatever this area well, is. Like, yeah, we had that whole like trailer. sand or snowstorm following the the guy, or it was that exactly. sort of avalanche. Or, yeah. So I'm expecting that. Uh, a bunch of people have been wondering, like, is this the next main line? Is this a spinoff? The hint. It is. Is that you can see how many dragon heads do you have? Let's play a classic counting game. One I dragon head. <laughs> two dragon <laughs> head. Three, four, five, and six. And the way Monster Hunter denotes mainline games traditionally is the logo will have as many dragon heads as the generation. So six means it's a new generation. It is the next generational jump in Monster Hunter. Because World has been five. So World and Rise. And so was Rise for some reason. Those games are almost nothing alike. Well, yeah, but even if they don't play the same. They're always in Paris. And it looks like this is taking a bit after both. Uh, there's some other really cool details here of, like, the character uh, around <laughs> clearly has, like, there's a bow gun strapped to this thing. But he yeah. has a, a great sword, so it looks like maybe weapon swapping will be a thing. Of You've got, like, a way to swap your weapon at your um, animal. So we don't know what this I, is called yet. I am also going to really enjoy seeing all the desert garb-esque armor that, that we uh, oh, get yeah. to deck our characters out with, too. Ooh. Love uh, yeah. me layered cloth. There's a lot here that I'm looking forward to. Uh, 2025 is a, a big hit, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think the expectation was that this would probably launch late 24, and it's it's in 25, and we don't know how late into 25. So good, good. This is ambitious. This is an ambitious game. It's gonna be. This is like one of the periods of we're gonna have the least Monster Hunter content for a while because Rise has kind of wrapped up its DLC cycle, mm -hmm. and World has been wrapped up for a couple of years. So. It's going to be a Monster Hunter-less year for the most part. Uh, oh my god. Ready to come back in full force in 2025, I think. Yeah, I'm just very excited about this. I think this is a great teaser. 
for yeah. uh, the next game. And we're I've supposed to hear more in March. Where I've the hell is Pragmata? <laughs> no, no, it's gone, gone dude, forever. No, no, I don't even, dude, don't even. I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> it is not worth my attention anymore, despite how how. Yeah, no Nintendo Switch on there. Yeah, I, yeah, the Switch would explode trying to run that. I. I have no clue what they're doing with the uh, Frogmata at this point. I'm sure that game has probably had, hit some dev troubles. They did release a statement a little while ago that was like, we've pushed it to 2024. Um, we'll talk about it when we're ready. So I hope we see more soon because we're hitting even the delayed release period. So mm -hmm. I want to learn more. That said, I think this is the show. Uh, we've gone through basically every announcement. We did a live react to all of it. You can go check out and see all of our in the reactions. Uh, our Monster Hunter one and a few of the others are particularly fun. So go check it out. Uh, any final thoughts about Game Awards? Uh, do do better, Jeff. You, you talk about all these game creators like they do these big important things, and they do, but then uh, the industry has probably been in the worst place it's ever been. Yeah, I'm sorry, uh, I'm going to need you to please wrap it up. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, my mom, uh, my dad. <laughs> Uh, oh, but no, yeah, I, I think that's, that's, that's a big thing that could have been talked about if, you know, all these, all these people, all these devs clearly, uh, in, in some way have run into some sort of horrible, uh, crunch that was either out of their control or straight up abuse by bad CEOs that don't know what they're doing and, uh, layoffs. you know, yep, massive layoffs. And what if we just didn't talk about any of it and uh, rush the devs that yeah, did? Uh, it have really would have been great if we had a statement at the start of something. It was like, we really, our hearts are out to everyone that got laid off this year or is looking for a new position. For sure. But see, um, here's the thing. I could see that actually being worse because you ha you'll have this message at the very beginning and then the rest of the show goes exactly the same where you're rushing the developers off well, the yeah, stage. That, that, well, that yeah, implies the rest both, of the right? show would be you better. Gotta <laughs> you got to stop rushing people and then put the announcement it's like, hey, we yeah. acknowledge so, that the world isn't great right now, and so here's what here's what the game awards are. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it out nice and simple. The game awards is like watching a trashy dating show, right? It's kind of <laughs> garbage. It kind of knows it's garbage, but it tries to take itself really seriously. And you have a few characters or a few games that you really care about and that you want to like that you're rooting for. But don't take it too seriously, because it's a it's a junky dating show. That's what the Game yeah. Awards are. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> her point. Takes it too seriously. It's it's fun popcorn time. <laughs> I had a blast you, watching it. If you yeah. want like a good award show that really I feel like respects the industry, or or at least it appears to respect the industry more, tries follow the Baftas. Yeah, tries. Just follow the Baftas. I think if that's what you're looking for, I think the Baftas is gonna be a much better mm -hmm. place for that yeah all right well that said our game awards talk is over it's time for so who wants to kick it off with something i i have one did, did you think i was gonna did you wait for me to tell you no is that yeah the <laughs> yeah just no, just just in case no. i i um yeah <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Sorry, you should have you, you should have said no. You should have said no. <laughs> I love you too. Oh my god. Uh, I'll go. Um, like I said, I've been playing Final Fantasy 16. 
and I did a side quest that was not a very interesting side quest. It was like a go fetch this thing for me side quest. Um, but then I didn't even notice what the name of the quest was until I finished it, and it made me laugh really hard. It's a it's a mission where you have to you have to like gather some materials and like plug some holes in this guy's boat, right? And and you know the the stuff that you use if you're like filling out a hole in wall you use caulk, right? Spelled like C A U L K, I think. And you, and you like you know fill in holes and stuff. I'm gonna spell and it. And this guy what and this guy is Wyatt? and this guy is whining the whole time about his boat. And at the very end, I realized the mission was called was called uh, Cock and Ball. And I thought that was really. Oh funny. my god! Ball <laughs> yeah! spelled awesome. B A W L, and it was like it, it showed but up was like, right at the it. end. I didn't even realize what the quest was called because I wasn't paying attention. That's amazing. It, was, it was awesome. I, <laughs> the quest designers and people who write the names for things like that that just get to go wild for like the the references that it goes unchecked. Are my favorite people. <laughs> Absolutely That's amazing. All right, uh, I'll go uh, next. I have a pair shout out of. I went to see two movies this week. It was my movie going weekend. Um, Godzilla minus one, very good. Mm-hmm. And uh, the boy and the heron. I don't know what my thoughts of the boy and the heron are yet because it was really confusing. And I think that's a good okay. thing, but I also that's don't. That's usually know. how Ghibli <laughs> movies are first watched through. But in my more experience. so than the others, mm. like I can follow the plot of every other Ghibli movie relatively easily. Boy and the Heron, I knew what was happening. I didn't know why, and I never. They never really stopped, and then just kind of ended. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, good. I, I enjoyed it. watching it. <laughs> My reaction to it is like I don't <laughs> fully. I don't know what I was supposed to feel at the end, and I'm I'm okay with that. But at the same time, it was weird. <laughs> How how do you think someone would fare if it took them five full uh, watch-throughs of Spirited Away to understand the basic plot? Alex, <laughs> that can't be true. <laughs> I refuse to believe that. What age were you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you were if you were six or below, the context here is very different, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I was seven. You were twenty-two at that time. <laughs> That, that's a oh, no. separate thing. Maybe you need to go watch it again and make sure you've just got it down. <laughs> so you can be yeah, go for number six. All right. Uh, okay. I, I can go. Uh, I took a little vacation this weekend. That's uh, fun, but uh, not related to my shout out, just background. Uh, shout out to the entry grade uh, RX 782 Gundam. Yeah. There he which is. is so. It's, it was so fun and easy to build. And it requires no tools, so I literally built it in a hotel room, just like, oh, I hear I got some forty-five minutes of downtime. Let me, let me build a guy. Yep, my uh, awesome. my 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 dad built one of those on a picnic table with no tools either, and he doesn't do anything like that. And it yep. came out just as well. I think I'll probably end up using it as a testing ground for some uh, paints and whatnot, just to Might as well. get my footing under me for whatever 10 bucks or whatever it costs nice i'll give him the cell shade treatment all right Brett, should, that looks good uh i uh, uh resident uh tales of not enjoyer i'm now like 15 hours into tales of symphonia and uh <laughs> it's it's the best one for a reason i guess i don't really know <laughs> what they <laughs> did with reason. the other ones that i've tried but uh Ooh, it's uh it's really good. It's uh weird to see a a GameCube game tackle like 
racism and stuff successfully and uh it's like super like old and friendly looking on the outside but the writing and characters are very very good so i'm excited to kind of blow through it as fast as i can to finish it because i'm liking it more than i thought i would did you enjoy grandma turning into a monster was that a fun part oh of course of All course right. and then I, and I then grandma no monster turns into orb we'll help with that yep <laughs> All right. Well, that's the end of our show. As always, Tuesdays at 7 Gotta wrap it up. We gotta wrap it up. We gotta wrap up the show. We gotta wrap up the show. Wrap it up. Off the stage. Off the stage. Get the hell out of here. Get get the fuck out of here. But guys, my broken foot. No, I don't care. I don't care. That is five minutes of discussion about his foot. You have fellow game developers that died during the development of your game. Get out of here.